Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. What's up? What's up? It's your boy, Chase the Dream Pammy, Ian Silverback Butler. We're back with the First Shot Podcast. And uh, sports are up and going, man. Uh, sports? Yeah. Up and going, dude. Everything's going. NFL's going. MLB's going. I think soccer's going. So for any of those people out there, I don't personally like to bet. But for those people that do like to bet. Yeah, this is what you do. This is what you do. You guys go to bet on the line and use promo code believe 50 and you will get fifty percent welcome off bonus, bro. That's the only thing you have to do. I don't think I can even bet because I mean, being professional athletes, it's a bad idea to bet. You know, I mean, everybody knows about the Pete Rose scandal and stuff like that. But if uh, you are able to bet, go to Bet Online, use promo code Believe Fifty. That's right. Yeah. That's right. That's All right, right man. Well, That's hey, it's, right. been a bit. it's been a little bit since we've been on the first shot. It's been a little bit since we've had some stuff. I know you and I have been talking about revamping the show a little bit and adding some different pieces. um, We will start having more um, interviews, podcast interviews with different people. Um, So we're really excited about that. Hope this doesn't make it online, but you're hearing my phone in the background, which is about to get shut off. Oh, great. But we've got some new things coming up. We'll have to edit that out or ask them to edit it out. <laughs> so um, we're going to keep it on. We're going to keep it on, you guys. We're going to keep it on. But um, season is here, man. Um, 2023, 2024 season, obviously, because most of the championship season states are usually February, you know. Um, so, uh, yeah, dude, all the big preseason tournaments, the PL, the freak shows, the preseason natties are done. Now it's the official start, man. Some of our kids had their first duel this week, man. Like a lot of our kids came out on top. So it's it's good, man. I'm really excited. I'm really excited for the season. Yep. Hey bro, you're frozen a little bit, those people that are listening. So don't go. Oh, now you're unfrozen. Yeah, season's here, man. <laughs> um you know, the thing that's really interesting nowadays and and maybe more so than ever is season seems like it's all year long, especially for us who are in the club game. You know, we, we're traveling 9, 10, 11, 12 months a year with these kids. So for us, it never really feels like season is um, season is starting and ending. You know, it's like you go from literally one season starting you know, another season ending and then another season starting. It just, it kind of rinse and repeats itself. But for athletes, multi-sport athletes, jumping back in a season. But I think there's some important things to focus on, right? I think we talk to athletes and, hey, one of the main things in season is you're getting ready to go. Focus on the here and now. Take care of business at home. You know, we're in, our states are a little bit different. You're in California. I'm in Nevada. People that listen are in different is but Nevada's state tournament overall is tends to be 
I, I would just say Nevada State is is one of the weaker tournaments in the in the country compared to California, which is one of the stronger state tournaments in the country. So you got a lot of kids in California who winning a state title is is a really difficult thing, a really big task. So it does take um it does take an amount of effort, right? Mm-hmm. Um, not that Nevada doesn't take an amount of effort, but smaller brackets, more divisions. Like we have five divisions here which makes it really watered down a little bit. I understand why they do it. But one of the big messages for our, our kids is the season is still important. Everyone wants to be a national champ. Everyone wants to win Fargo. Everyone wants to be a world champ, all those kind of things. But right now, the season that's in front of you, you got to take care of business at home, so to speak. You can't overlook yeah. anybody. Nevada, just because just because this kid's wrestled three years and you've wrestled 12 years doesn't mean that you approach your season differently. You need to approach your season with the same kind of intensity, more intensity than you even would in the off season, right? Because of the level of competition, you cannot wrestle down to your level of competition. You need to wrestle my wrestling mindset. Mindset. Mike said, this is, is every match is important. No match is special. Right. And I think that's, yeah. Uh, idea of kind of going into season is that every match is important. No match is special, but hey, no match is special. I like that, right? No match is special because I think probably P why because people get in their heads when it comes to these final matches or semifinals, right? But every match is important, probably right. That, that you got to yeah, have the true. every match is important. The first round, first round is just as important as the finals, but a lot of times. Tendency is, oh, first round is easy. I have an easier kid. I'm ranked. I'm whatever. Therefore, I'm going to wrestle differently than I will against the kid that I wrestle in the semis. That's how upsets happen. You have to wrestle. And the way the game is changing, I don't know if you saw college wrestling this weekend, but the amount of upsets that were taking place, wow. Huge. Multiple. Multiple. Huge. Probably the most I've ever seen in a early college season, right? Um, and that just talks to the the level of competition just getting stiff, like tougher, stiffer at all levels, right? Just because someone goes to this college doesn't mean that they're not going to be competitive with this kid from this college, right? So a thousand percent seeing that happen. So, um, I don't know. What do you think about season, man? What What are the things? What are some of the things you think about? What are you telling your kids? Um, honestly, it's 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 kind of what you spoke on. Like uh, every match matters, right? You have to take everything seriously. Um, make sure you're dialed in. Like it's seasons here, right? Make sure you're dialed in. Make sure your weight is freaking good, so you're not having big weight cuts every single week. Because like it's like I think kids kind of get used to like the Fargo's of like, you have a big date coming. So you're cutting all the way down for that. So you kind of have camps, right. Um, and then we're getting ready for free show. So you're getting ready for that wake up, but in season, like, man, you're making weight every single week, dude. So just making sure everything is dialed in like that, um, duels and everything else. Um, making sure you're taking care of business on that. Same mindset, same approach for everything. And then when you got when we have the Doc Bs or have those tournaments, if you come up short, um, 
the biggest thing about season is to remind them that the season is also long, yeah. right? The season is also long. So some of these shortcomings that you come up with, not a big deal. Not a big deal. Only thing we're trying to do is fix it before CIF comes. Like right. we're just trying to cover up these holes and uh, I kind of use season as like a daily collecting plan, right? You have everybody in the league. You, you guys should know who's who. And uh, you guys are going to see each other at tournaments now and then at duels. Um, but the whole goal is to, for us is because California, like I said, the, the finals are different, man. Pushing through to getting the Masters and getting the state as, a, as an animal here. So making sure we just collect data when it comes to CIF and, and the Masters that pretty much we're just closing those gaps by time playoff come. Yep. Absolutely, man. And, you know, this, this conversation makes me think back to 20, 2008. I was wrestling in college at the time. The Cliff King tournament here in Vegas is always a super deep, super tough tournament for college wrestling. I mean, you get some brackets that are, I mean, you get eight, seven, eight, nine, ten, 10, nationally ranked kids. And I'll yep. never forget Jeff Jaggers wrestled for Ohio State. Had just won a national title the year before, and he was wrestling um, the younger, not Logan Stever, but um, why is his name slipping my mind? <laughs> That's not good. I can't remember brother's name, but um, he wrestled Stever, and it's going to come to me as we're talking, but he ended up losing the match. He lost an early season match. I remember standing there. I was up next. It was a big upset. Everybody was going crazy. And my coach at the time, Sammy Henson, looked at me and said, he's still going to win a national title. Confidently. Still going to win a national title. <laughs> but he'll still win a national title. And I remember like that vividly because sure enough, we get to the end of the year and he ends up winning a national title. You know, you look at uh, Jeff Jaggers or not Jeff Jaggers. I right action. What's that? Johnny Johnny lost to the beginning of the season. Uh, that kid that does a lot of good throws. Uh, and then not only did he lose to him, but Sammy Sasso lost to him at who's number one. Yep. Two. I think he's from Rutgers, maybe. No, or was he was from Wisconsin. Oh, you're talking, talking about, about he took a couple years off. Austin Gomez, right? Everybody thought Austin Gomez was like, and then he beat Yanni, right? And Yanni ended up winning the national title, bro. Yep. But Same it was the beginning with, of the season. Same thing with Vito, right? Vito yeah. just took a loss. Crookham had a big weekend. You know, he beat two, a number six guy and the number one guy in the country, which those are still big wins. But I'll, I'll, I'd be willing to bet that at the end of the year, Vito's the guy that stands at the top of the podium. He's a he, he's a champion. He's a he's a he's a winner. You never know. But these guys, the point being here is that successful athletes, high level athletes, understand that losing is part of the game. Sometimes it it just happens. You have a bad tournament. Your preparation wasn't right. Maybe your mind. There's all sorts of factors. But when the time's right, it's a long season. It's a it's a race, right? And the big thing about a race is you can't fall too far behind, right? And you can't get too far ahead. 
because sometimes you get too far ahead and, and you burn out, you get too far behind, you can't catch up. But kind of finding that middle ground that, yes, you are going to have some ups and downs and some losses, but perseverance is so important. I was talking to Jordan Burroughs about three, four weeks ago, and I'm just asking him, how have you continued to keep the mountain as long as you have? He's had some times where he lost, obviously, the Olympics a couple years ago. Last year, he loses yeah. to Chance Marsteller. However, the way he looks at the game, right, the way he approaches the game, I think is what has made him so successful is he said to me, look, I was I was a high school state champ when I was a senior. I didn't go to the Fargos and the Super 32s and all these kind of things. I didn't have that going into college. So I was already having to catch these guys. But all I did was I would go wrestle and get better. So simple, right? I would lose a match or a position. I'd go get better. I'd win a match, I'd win a position, I'd still go get better. So you're always going to be getting better. You win, you get better. You lose, you get better. Such simple, simple advice. But sometimes that's all it is. In this what situation. do you think? So I, I think one of the biggest things, man, that like, um, so you're retired now, right? And and you look back on the experiences that you've had at a world-class level, Right. And you bring it down to your kids, right? And you teach your kids the right way. That's why they're successful, right? And then even me, right? As I'm prepping for who's number one, and as I'm still competing, I have to lead by example, right? And lead the light. And you said something when it came to um, who went to Super 32? Who went to Super 32? One of them. Uh, yes. Manny. Okay, Manny, right? So look. How much do kids, probably not even kids, it's probably still professional athletes as adults, put so much on winning and losing, bro? So much that that nervousness and that fear just compromise them in competition sometimes, that they're worried about winning. And we have always talked about this, dude. When you focus on just performing, right, you, like, winning takes care of themselves. But also, too, I think like something that like kind of handcuffs kids is like, I got to win. But when you're, I think once you're at a winning mindset like that, like the Jordan Burroughs or, or the Cal Dakes, or even you, when you're going through, like when you're hitting your stride, like when you made it to like NC nationals or like, or when I'm going through pants and you make it through, like at that level, when you're in it, if you take a loss, it is nothing. It is nothing because you have the winning mindset of like, ah, all right, like, ah, they just got lucky. Or I'm just going to get better. It's all good, dude. And then you see some kids that are, like, paralyzed from losing, like, devastated, bro, like, crying on the mat and stuff like that, dude. Um, a lot of it is just mindset. Because, like, what was the mindset? Explain your mindset when you were in the NCAA finals, like, going through that bracket and going through those tough matches. Or even years prior, like, mentally, the mental difference of coming up short and then going through it. I had the unshakable belief that I was going to be a national champion. Even though I was ranked seventh, I was the seventh seed that year, the number two guy in the country or the number two seed I was going to have in the quarters. I'd already lost to him twice that year, but I had this unwavering belief in my 
training, this unwavering belief in my ability, but the time that I put into my mindset and making sure that that was in the right position and feeding it with all the proper, all the proper things. I had losses that year. I think that year I lost five, six, seven times, but at the end of the end of the day, ended up making the national finals because those losses subconsciously, you got to look at those from a data perspective. Sometimes overthinking them, you don't need to overthink them. Sometimes it's just a loss is a loss, right? Sometimes a loss is what happened? What was the mistake? What What's what's something I can get better from this loss, right? There's different ways to look at it. But I think my mindset was I got over loss very quickly. It's a long season, but it's a short season, right? It's a long mm-hmm. season, five months. <laughs> but it's also a short season, five months. It is, I dude. Mean, if you dwell on one loss and that affects it's over. three, four, five matches, well, those three, four, five matches, instead of getting better after that one loss, those next five matches after it, let's just say that affects you and you don't get over it, you just lost a window of time. And in college, six matches can sometimes be over a two, three week span. Now let's take college season, right? You have, you know, you have, let's just call it five months of, of, of competing and, and you have four weeks in a, in, in, in a month, you know, roughly, right? Four times five, what's that? 20, 20 weeks, right? 24 weeks, something like that you have in there um, of, of season. Yeah. It's two weeks. Those two weeks matter because you couldn't get your mind right after one simple loss, right? Same way with winning. You might win and dwell on that win for two, three, four, five matches and and, and ride that ride that wave, right? But you've got to continually get better each time and learn how to do that, you know? And that's what very successful people do. That's what champions do is they're able to build off of each each moment, right? Don't let the wins let them get too high and don't let the losses let them get too low. That's a simple phrase. Too low. I read this the other day, real simple Instagram quote I was going through. And the quotes, it basically, I'm paraphrasing, but it basically said, athletes, there are athletes that need to spend time doing their mental reps as much as they're doing their physical reps. You've got to put time into your into your mental reps. You can't just learn a mental skill, whatever it might be, and work on it for five minutes a day and expect that that skill is going to, that mental skill is going to translate over right away or expect that that mental skill is going to happen in six months. You've got to actually put time into, into your reps and your mental skills, whether it's your visualization, whether it's your processing lot, whatever it might be, whatever mental skills you use to grow, but mental reps are so, so important. And that's something that for me as a competitor, I was a bit of a head case, right? So that's something that I think I could have done better at as an athlete, right? That I do now, but as an athlete, those mental reps, those things that prepare me for that day or for that practice or for that tournament, right? That's done six months ahead of time. You don't learn a high crotch yeah. the week before a tournament and then start practicing. You learn it 
six months, a year, whatever it might be, you learn a move and it takes time to apply that. But you did thousands and thousands of reps, right? So those mental reps in practice, you give up a takedown, right? Your reset button is, let's just say your reset button is you say, you know, you say the color gray and that's your reset button. You get taken down, great. I reset, I'm right back to it. But if you're not really practicing that in practice, you're missing it, right? Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Simply. Absolutely. Man, that's huge. That's really, really huge, man. Because like Manny, man, Manny's Fargo final was so exciting, dude. Like it was a bomb burner, dude. Like it was, it was huge, bro. And the way he performed out there, dude, you can tell he left it all on the mat. Yep. Two, he left it all on the mat, and when that happens, bro, it's it's a, uh, I don't know. My perspective is you win regardless, no matter what the result is. You right. know what I'm saying? So, like, it's uh, that was that was a huge win. Just it's just a huge win stepping on that mat, and then the way he performed, man, dude, you can't be you can't be upset about that. Like that was huge, right? The effort that was freaking huge. Yeah, the effort was there. That's the only thing you can ask for. The effort was there. So are you guys uh are you guys pretty much doing season in a whole? Are you guys taking it step by step? Do you kind of split the season? Like do you guys take the regular season, a regular tournament to do this and this, or or do you guys kick it into gear more when playoffs or regionals are starting to come to start qualifying kids? What are you guys' process in that? So youth. There's youth in high school, right? So we are talking about <clears throat> we approach the approach is a little bit different with each. High school right now in the preseason, we really load those kids up on the shape side of things, making sure they go into season in shape, ready to go. This is the time that they can put volume on their body before the end of season. Once you start getting to in Nevada, we end in February, so it's fast. I know other places yeah. end in March, but we end the second week in February with high school season. So really, some you only get three months of competing if that's all you're doing is season in, in Nevada. Right. You only get really the last weekend in November, maybe, and then December, January, and, and then that's it. And you're February, and it's, it's state championship season. So – I try to front load the preseason with technique early on, then a hard training phase in the preseason going into their season, bring it down. And then as they're in season, really, they're just coming here to touch up technique, make sure they spar, make sure they're, they're, they're drilling well, not a crazy ton of live because I think they need to stay healthy. And one of the things I try to be aware of is the load that they're putting on themselves i.e yep. weight you know i.e extra runs i.e weight cutting weight management so i want to keep those athletes as healthy as i can for their season so that's from a high school perspective the youth is a little bit different i think the youth we try to front load a lot of things in the preseason um we do hit a good training cycle and then we really try to maintain those skills throughout the year, throughout the season. There's a set of skills we've been working on and it's very boring and tedious. 
But those skills, you want to lock those skills in with reps, 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 reps. When they're kids, you have to lock in those good habits with reps, 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 reps. And it might not matter that you don't get to 30 moves or this or that because I I think I cut out. I think you cut out. Am I still being recorded? I am still being recorded. Well, I'll continue to keep talking, but it's so important during that time. It's so important during that time that you continue to make sure those athletes are getting their reps and making the proper no, sure. in your youth, in your youth teams. You, you have five months of season. Like right now we start our youth season next week. We get November, January, February, and then March is the state tournament. So it takes three, four months to lock in certain skills and techniques. What we start in the preseason, we probably won't see that stuff play out until the state tournament, but we're okay with that, right? We're okay that the season is going to show us what's working and what's not working and how to adjust it. Does that make sense? Right. Yeah, for sure, dude. For sure. For sure. Dude, I love it. I love it. And I think that's why you guys got one of the best youth programs in Nevada, right? Um, same thing, like I'll go back to collecting data, like what's working, what's not, right? What can we fix? What can we go into championship season? So definitely get it, man. And I'm, dude, I'm a big fan of like rep, rep, reps. I always live by drills, get kills. Like when it comes to like combat sports and stuff like that, it, it makes a huge difference. Yeah. It makes a huge difference. So, yeah, man. So since season starting, uh, then our podcast is starting. What can we expect for this season for 2023, 2000, 2023, 2024, freaking uh, first shot podcast season? So one of the things is starting to look for athletes that we want yeah. to put on the show, high school age, and let them have an opportunity to talk about their journey as well, right? You had uh, a year and a half back, right? When we kind of started this, we had a few athletes on early. Um, it was something that we wanted to, to, to run with, but I think now we're in position that we have athletes and we want to give them a chance to tell their stories, talk about what they're doing, right? And also learn. One of the things I think as a coach is you are always learning, right? You are always learning. And whether they're, I learn stuff from just being around my youth kids. I probably learn more from them than I do, than they do from me. Right. But some of these high school kids, they're smart, dude. I follow them on Twitter. I follow them on Instagram. I see the things they're doing. I see the things they're saying. Right. And there's always something to kind of learn, but also inspire other kids as well. Right. You hear what another kid's doing at the high school level. Hopefully that inspires another kid to say, Hey, I'm going to, I'm going to put in this extra time. I'm going to put in this, I'm going to do that. Right. Want to use it as an in, uh, um, a way to inspire, a way for athletes to continue to grow, continue to develop. So we will do that. We will have some more guests on the show, but we're going to continue to talk about what we're doing, what's going on, in our yeah. and 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 our experiences. Right. Yeah. We, both of us are living incredible lives that we're thankful for. We're grateful for. We get to travel and, and coach and compete and do all these things that are absolutely the dream, right? Dream, dude, dream. 
we get to talk about that and inspire others towards their dreams, their goals, their growth, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> Hell yeah. Yeah. Living the dream, baby, all day, every day, bro. Hell yeah, dude. I'm so excited for this season. Um, yeah, pretty stoked. Pretty stoked to have more guests on this year, too. Um, if you guys want to be a guest on the show, uh, DM Chase on Insta or DM me on Insta. And then we'll just pretty much go from there. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I'm your boy, Ian Sovac Butler. That's your boy, Chase Pammy. We're the First Shock Podcast. And it's the beginning of the first season, so we're excited. And then, uh, yeah. Let's go. Have a great day. Peace. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. This is your invitation to the intersection of versatility and design, the kind of experience you can only find in a Lexus SUV. A feeling this empowering is invite-only. Fortunately, you're invited. Experience the versatility of the complete line of Lexus SUVs and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer.